Hey, TRB fans, for the absolute best in Star Wars accessories and jewelry, head to jewelrybrands.shop. They have items spanning the entire Star Wars franchise, from the Skywalker Saga through the Mandalorian and beyond. I'm wearing a Grogu pin right now, and I absolutely love it. They also have other franchises like Marvel and DC, but you're a Star Wars fan, so get your Star Wars stuff. Head to jewelrybrands.shop. Make sure you use promo code TRB at checkout for 10% off your order, and may the Force be with you. The Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Not the... This isn't the sequel trilogy. Original trilogy. Return of the Jedi. One of the greatest scenes ever. Jabba's palace. Jabba's sail barge. We're talking all about it. It's going to be a good time today on TRB. Welcome back, everybody. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us. James and Lacey with me, as always. Uh, Before we get going, a quick reminder... Today, around noontime east, we are opening up the signups for the virtual cantina. That's right. We're bringing back the virtual party. Uh, next Thursday will be the virtual party, and the signups will start at noon. We'll put a link out on our Twitter account and our other social media accounts so that you can uh, sign up and become part of the actual stream itself. Uh, but of course, if you don't want to be a part of that party, you can join in in the live chat next week when that happens but we hope you uh, sign up and join us it's gonna be a good time cheers to you all we'll see you next week um lacy are you excited that the virtual canteen is back yeah i love doing the virtual cantina um yeah. i love meeting new people and chatting with you guys it's always super fun i'm actually yeah. i thought you were going to ask me lacy are you excited for our discussion today because i always say this is my favorite <laughs> scene in star wars yeah that's so, why i didn't ask you because i knew then the virtual uh, cantina i wasn't sure it's been it a is my favorite virtual activity yeah are you going to be bringing any specific cocktails to the virtual cantina i don't know yet maybe i'll make something special and put out a recipe beforehand Ooh, nice i would like to try you know what looks good that um the the drink that uh otili was serving in solo looks very refreshing that rose wine it is a rose <laughs> definitely yeah. a rose i'd like to try that um let's drink two and see where it goes james uh we uh we're doing some virtual cantina-ing uh, i believe that's the verb next week um other than that uh are you excited to talk about Jabba's palace and Jabba's uh the whole segment of return of the jedi because i believe that's your favorite original trilogy movie right return of the jedi Yes, yeah, it, it definitely yeah. is. Um, and it's it's interesting now because I kind of was going back and kind of checking out a couple scenes and stuff. Not that I haven't, you know, seen it, but <laughs> um, but it's interesting just how stark, starkly different it is um, than say like Maz Maz's castle, you know, or something yeah. like that. It's like yeah, just how you can almost kind of see the time period difference and stuff. So it's oh yeah. And, you know, we have, you know, no direct, we don't do that a lot really with our discussions. We just kind of put the mm-hmm. ideas out there and see what we come up with. But we can definitely dive into that aspect of, you know, things that they threw in the special edition, what was good, what wasn't good. There's a lot to really get into. Like that's, it's the Star Wars scene that has like just so many just rich nooks and crannies. And like, there's so much to dive into with Jabba's, that whole opening s- sequence of Return of the Jedi. So we're going to have fun with that. Uh, but we have other stuff to get into uh, as well. Uh, including uh, Will of the Force, right, James? So why don't we take a journey with our friend Chirrut Imwe? I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. All right, guys, Will of the Force this week is going to be a lot of fun. But before we get into it, I do want to mention really quick that uh, if you want to be part of Will of the Force, one of the things you can do is... Uh, is go over to resistance or I'm sorry, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast, where you can become one of our resistance officers, an official patron of our podcast. Um, yeah, as a thank you, we have a lot of benefits and perks and things like that, that you can do, 
Um, and one of them is, is you can actually submit topics and you'll see as we get into it that some of these uh, topics have been submitted by resistance officers. Um, it's a good time. Come check us out. Um, and uh, on our Patreon list, uh, our highest rank is the generals. We want to give a quick shout out to them. Um, and those people are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Betta, or <laughs> Betta, Beer Fett Bethany. I don't know where that came Came from Russ Harbison, Kendall Kellner, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, uh, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, Frank Grande, and Val Trinchkov. Thank you, generals, for being thank you, generals, for being you. Yeah, um, this week, uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Uh, the first one, like I was just mentioning, is from a resistance officer, Commander Hassan Assam, uh, Aslam. Is that how you say it? Do we ever Islam. sort that out? Islam, okay. Um, uh, they wanted to know, will Obi-Wan visit Dagobah in the Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney plus series? Uh, John, I'm gonna start with you on this one. Any chance Obi-Wan would go to Dagobah? I think so. I think they're going to recreate that in the volume and, uh, create the environments and it would make sense. That's one interaction that would make a lot of sense for Obi-Wan to, to visit Yoda because you can make that happen without disrupting a lot of the other continuities of the storytelling because Yoda's there by himself in exile and Obi-Wan's supposed to be in exile. And it's another way to get, um, you know, Yoda back and, and have Frank Oz involved in maybe a brief scene or something like that. And it did seem when they showed up in Empire Strikes Back that they had kind of been chatting leading up to that. It wasn't like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. How you been? What's going on? So there, that connectivity is there. So I think... I think so, and, and maybe that's more so because I hope so, because I think it'd be pretty cool to see that. Especially Ewan McGregor mm-hmm. interacting with a puppet Yoda. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, Lacey, what do you think? Any chance? I think, yes, they will. Um, it seems like a really yes. rich environment that they'll do in the volume. They already have the Yoda puppet from The Last Jedi, which they recreated from the original mold from The Empire Strikes Back. Um, it ties in with the prequels with Revenge of the Sith, where he tells him that he has been speaking to someone from uh, the Force, his old master, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, Qui-Gon. So it makes sense yeah. that they would explain that, how he got to the point that he was able to become one with the Force through training with Yoda because they've both, like John said, been in exile. I think I'm going to stick to the, the letter here. Will he visit Dagobah? Because I think we're going to see Dagobah, but I don't know that he steps foot in person on the planet. And I think there's a little bit too much of the, like not leaving Luke's side kind of thing, but I don't really know where this series is going to go. Cause I think a lot of the speculation is that is that he will be leaving the planet and going on adventure, you know? So, um, but my, my gut says that if Obi-Wan and Yoda are communicating in any way they can communicate through the force and he Mm. doesn't need to go there um but Hmm. you're you're right Lacey. it could be that he like needs to learn this more you know so he goes Mm -hmm. and visits him and kind of learns the techniques that way so that that makes sense yeah um i'm gonna say no though because i think it's he won't physically go to the planet um pie bet but here we go here's you like that john Pie Didn't bet? you already lose a pie bet? What was the one that we just we recently did? <laughs> James. Oh, lost it a was pie Luke bet. showing up in in live action before a book. Oh, yeah. so he'd be doubling down on the pie bet. Two pies. I'm just gonna collect pies and then hit James in the face at the next celebration or whenever we hang out next. Like the like the what would you do thing in Nickelodeon? Just bang, the pie bang, chair. bang. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pie coaster. Which one? Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll even hire Mark Summers to do it. <laughs> <laughs> i take a pie from mark summers their <laughs> pies were lame they were just like it tin was foil cream. with whipped yeah. cream and it was yeah. very like wet whipped cream it wasn't even like thick solid whipped cream yeah um the next will the force topic this week is uh this was oh sorry <laughs> this was a report going around so let's tackle it here on will the force thanks john uh will obi-wan kenobi appear in the cassian Andor series. So Lacey, I'm going to jump back to you on this one. Um, now we just talked about him going to Dagobah, but is there any chance that Obi-Wan could potentially appear in Cassian Andor? 
You know, it's really funny. I feel like with the Marvel and Star Wars shows, we're constantly doing that thing where like, who's going to show up? And it happened with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And I'm using it because it's a recent thing that just came out where it was yeah. every episode. People were like, who's going to show up? I don't think uh, he will. No. Kenobi will not show up in the Cassian Andor series. All right. John, are you on that same page? Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I don't know. Did I do this in Rumor they, Theory Review? They mentioned him in Rogue One, and I think that's what you're going to get. That's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. I don't, yeah, I don't think so just because of what's going on with. Maybe we talked about this on the pot or somewhere. I forget where, but you know, they're filming Cassian over in Europe and that's filming right now. And he's training and he's going to be filming in LA. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense either for him to show up there. Um, in my opinion, because you know, Obi-Wan having the series alone is a little bit of a stretch from where he's, what he's supposed to be doing as a character. If he starts mingling and popping up with all these rebel people before re-entering the fight, with mm-hmm. the rebels via mm-hmm. Leia's begging mm-hmm. is really weird. <laughs> that would be really weird. So yeah, I, I'm giving that a big no. I don't, you know, and no offense. I don't know where that, I forget where that originated this report, but I, I'm giving that a big no. Yeah. I, I'm with you guys. I don't think that's, that's going to happen. I think, you know, if if we were talking Ahsoka, I think that's the more likely character that could show up in a couple of these series. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan's pretty far for Ahsoka age-wise, though, but Cassian Andor makes a lot more sense. But the, the Obi-Wan crossing over to Cassian doesn't really make much sense uh, storyline-wise or, as John was just alluding to right there, production-wise either. So I'm going to go with a no on this one. Um, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, the next one we got Look here is uh, from Commander Aaron Leach. Um, Aaron had a pretty good question. He wanted to know, will Disney ever open an attraction that could allow visitors to see set pieces and props from the Disney era films? Oh, um, John, I'm going to start back with you on this one because I always I always like to hear Lacey's answer, so we'll save her. So you don't like to hear my answers? The heck, man. No, not on props and, and set pieces. At Disney. Well, er, anyone who listens to the pod knows my feelings about this. I hope so. I think I would much rather have had the Star Wars parks uh, not be a canon thing. I would have way had I've had way more fun visiting Jabba's palace or going to the carbon freeze chamber and the Empire Strikes Back or the uh, bright, you know, the Wookiee uh, planet Kashyyyk or Endor, like all these Tatooine, Lars Homestead, like. I would have loved to have like been there, kind of like the Harry Potter thing. Um, so I hope they do something like this. I know, you know, Bob Chappick, big theme park guy. They are already talking about expanding Star Wars attractions at the theme parks. I hope they say, "Here's your canon thing with Batu, but now if you want to visit Star Wars locations, you go over here and do that." And I will. I'd probably go there first, honestly. So I hope so. So I would say they will. That's um, a, a hopeful thing. They will. Lacey, what do you think? This is an interesting question, Aaron, only because that kind of already exists with Launch Bay. Like you go through Launch Bay and it has all the stuff and they switch those out all the time. They had Solo there that recently. Was, so yeah, that was what I was, I I was going to bring I think up. it already good. exists. As for like full sets that you could stand in and take pictures with, like something they have at Celebration, people recreate the trash compactor and all that other stuff. Yeah, I could totally see them doing that. They used to do it for Star Wars weekends. Um, they do do it every once in a while at the Disney parks for Star Wars nights. Um, as for a more standard thing, I could see them doing it. But right now, I don't know. I think you already have it with Launch Bay and with the Star Wars nights when they bring out those big sets that you can take pictures on. That's kind of why you pay the extra dollar to not only get into the park for those specific nights, but for those other engaging pieces that put you in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lacey had said exactly what I was going to say with the launch bay thing. Because I think, to me, like when I went there, there's a lot of props from the old movies, but they definitely, like, they had like a solo thing Mm -hmm. when I was there, which was really cool. And they had like all the ships and stuff from solo. Yeah. And, uh, and then they also, um, 
like they they do stuff that you wouldn't even expect like there's a live action um sabine wren mandalorian helmet in there like fully done and everything and it's like that's not even a thing but it's like they created it for rebels fans and now it's a live action helmet and it's sitting there and you can look at it and and there's just lightsabers and other props and stuff that that go into um these different characters and stuff that definitely are involved in the the sequels it's basically what you walk through prior to the character meet and greets and then prior to that or after that comes the gift store of course (laughs) well they had um yeah oh yeah they had they have ray's like jacu speeder i think there too I could be wrong. On That's that, outside currently in Disneyland. They have one outside the new trading post that they put in downtown Disneyland. They put that there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you could so drive like it around too. Bike. You can actually use it as an Uber and <laughs> pick people cannot, up and give them rides. You cannot drive it around. It literally has signs on it that say, please don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> please don't drive around like an Uber. <laughs> um, all right. We got one more question here. Uh, and it's, will we ever see three or more live action Star Wars Disney Plus series seasons air on in the same year so yeah kind of a confusing thing the way i read that but um yeah any chance we're gonna see three or more live action star wars disney plus series what do you think john no or lacy sorry i'm gonna say yes we will there's four quarters in a year they have to report back numbers each quarter so why wouldn't you put out a star wars show every quarter to see how well each one does They've also recently said that they're making 100 series a year. They're trying to build up to that. So why not bank on the property that makes them a ton of money, which is Star Wars? So I'm going to say yes, they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to double down on that really quick, like that was one of the things I thought of immediately when I read this question is the they said they were going to do 100 a year. So I was like, yeah, the the range of three, four, five, somewhere in that is very likely. So yes, I am also going to say we're going to be getting a lot more Star Wars content here in the next few years. It might even be the new precedent above movies and film, but uh, who knows? John, what do you think? The first person I saw talking about it was John. I will give him credit for that. The 100 series a year. 100 series a year. You were the first person online talking about that. Everyone else mm-hmm. was talking about Kathleen Kennedy. You were talking about 100 series a year. want that solo series. I'm really mm-hmm. hungry for that. Hey, I got the shirt on. Nice. It's a good shirt. Thanks. It's a good logo. James, Thanks. you did a great job making that logo. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we ran a quick poll uh, as we record the day of recording this uh, for a couple hours there. And uh, I put out, in your ideal content-consuming world, how many Disney Plus Star Wars series would you want to see in a year? And it was a pretty good balanced results. Uh, four was the top answer at, 30, at 40%. Two came in next at wow. 32% three at 23 percent and one at five percent so uh four and two were the top choices and that's for want not will obviously we do will the force but just to get a pulse of our audience there i like that um it would be so i mean i want it you know i i would love a (laughs) quarterly star wars show right but it would it's just so ambitious thinking of like what ilm would have to do they'd have to stretch out their resources and they're like you know, uh, personnel. Yeah, but once uh, they make the sets, once they they have them. I know, but I'm talking about compositors and the digital effects folks. They're gonna have to branch those out, and you're gonna have to have more, you know, more Hal Hickles and and those types mm. of people. I, I think they, I guess they they probably can do that. Um, but then you're coming into you're bringing in a lot of new people to Star Wars to work on Star Wars because right now, you know, they can pretty much move from project to project as they're going, but. I don't know four. It's just three or more. I so know. I, I I'll say yeah, I'm gonna say they will, um, just because of that call that they did. Chapik did seem really, really focused on this direct to consumer thing, and the next Star Wars movie's not coming out for two years or more, almost three years. So a lot of the focus can come onto these series. Um, so yeah, I, and I hope one of them is the solo series. So yeah. Yeah, I think they. I think they will. John, you caught me. I was I was laughing so hard because you because the results of that poll, which are four was the highest, 
then two was the next highest, and then three was below four and two. So the theoretically, like 50% say four, 50% say two, no one says three. So if they try to meet in the middle, nobody's happy. <laughs> like, yeah. Some people want two, some people want four. We'll do three a year, and everybody's like, no! <laughs> you, better ki- you better kill one of those shows or add another or I'm out. I'd rather they just get rid of one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> All right, John, that's it for Will the Force this week. Um, take us oh, a little discussion. Okay. What are we talking about? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, so it's a look back. I don't know if we're going to do this as a series, but it's always fun to use the term look back. And we really started this when we did that look back conversation on The Force Awakens, which I feel like we could have talked a lot more about it, but... Um, people seem to really enjoy it, and it, it was kind of one of those things that jogged a lot of good feelings and good memories for when The Force Awakens was coming back and that whole year leading up to it, the anticipation of, you know, what can be, and wow, we're going to see Luke Skywalker again in a Star Wars movie, that sort of thing. And now uh, I'm, I'm figuring let's take it back to further times, the 1983, or whenever you took in Return of the Jedi, and one of the most fun deep rich adventurous cool exciting iconic star wars scenes of all time jabba's palace and of course the sail barge and everything to do with that tatooine's uh, opening segment of return of the jedi um so it you know jabba's palace did come back and made its return in the book of boba, boba fett uh post credits little scene and it really got people you know missing that whole thing and reflecting back and the whole documentary from the gallery had people talking about the old school ways that they built that set how they brought it back to scale and all that stuff and it really made me miss um that that story of it and i did watch return of the jedi again recently and i was like man that is just you know one of those things that that you say like man george lucas like what a brain on that man to come up (laughs) with this space slug as your main bad gangster in this desert planet and he's he's the don corleone of this weird wild little palace and crime syndicate only he could come up with something like that and you gotta love it so um i it to me the return of the jedi suffers because this scene is so good i don't think the movie gets better for me after this because it's just such a fun adventure seeing the whole gang together um yeah i really love the whole teamwork element of it you have leia doing her thing here Han and Chewie here, Luke doing his thing, R2's involved, 3PO's in the mix, Lando, like the whole crew is there working together, and it's the last time they do that, and I really love that, so um, that's kind of where my launching part is here. The other thing I want to talk about with you guys a little bit, not so much the changes they made, but like, and I know a lot of people have thrown out their theories on this, but what was Luke's real plan? Because obviously what happened isn't, it wasn't his design to have all that all those all that chaotic all the chaotic, chaotic stuff happens so i wonder what at what point does his plan go south is it when leia gets uh captured with han is that the moment that it veered off from his plan so i want to get into that but um because it's probably one of your if not your favorite scenes ever lacy i'll, I'll toss this to you and your thoughts i actually looking want to hear someone on, else's uh, because i feel like i talk about this all the time Okay, so James, looking back on uh, Jabba's Palace, Return of the Jedi, uh, what are your initial memories of it, fond, anything like that, and uh, just let's open it up. So Jabba's, the, the whole beginning thing with Tatooine, to me, in a weird way, like I, I've, Empire Strikes Back kind of does this too with Hoth, but for some reason it, it, that doesn't have the same effect on me as this one does. For whatever reason, Jabba's Palace at the beginning of the movie feels like a Star Wars short film before the movie starts. That's, That's how cool it's always to felt to me. Yeah, it, it felt like there's this like mini movie of uh, almost like an explanation of like, like if if the movie just started, they would have been like, wait, how did they get Han back? It's like, well, we'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, a short film before the thing gets started. And then, then the movie like actually starts. Now, granted, it actually does start with the emperor. You know, the emperor's coming here. That whole scene—that's how the movie like really starts. But obviously, everybody knows the beginning of Return of the Jedi is this whole Jabba's palace scene. Um, but yeah, I think like if I was gonna sum it up in like one word, it always felt to me like a short film and a, a almost a totally separate story 
to what the last film provides, which is like a wrapping up of this and this and this. Like nobody, I don't think you think of Return of the Jedi like you're like, oh, in the first one, the rebels are winning. In the second one, the rebels are losing. And in the third one, they go to Jabba's palace. Like, it's yeah, like right. that's not how you describe the last movie, but it's definitely there. And it's a huge chunk of it. Um, I said, I said it was kind of similar to Hoth because they, it feels like they do go to Hoth and they have this big battle and it's, it's important to the movie, but it's also kind of not important. The movie could start with Han and them out in space and they're separated and here's Luke. He's been on this planet on Dagobah and it, it still would play out like that. But in, for some reason, Hoth does seem to like blend into the, the idea of Empire Strikes Back. Whereas this one for me just always felt like it was like the first 20% of the movie is something completely separate. That's interesting. I kind of um, like that idea. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Almost like a prologue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's that's the shortest Star Wars movie. <laughs> but if you include the prologue, it's pretty average length. No, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So I at least you want to dive in thing, here. though, but I want to, yeah. So I'm going to pull a James Bainey and disagree with you, James. Uh, in that when I think of Return of the Jedi, I immediately think of Jabba's Palace. I don't think of anything else, actually, because it, it, Jabba's Palace, and I say this all the time, is like my favorite, one of my, if not the favorite sequence of Star Wars from the moment when they, the droids arrive to when Leia's there and then Luke's there to the point that they blow up the sail barge. It's just perfect Star Wars. And I believe I used it as one of the scenes that I would show someone if they never knew what Star Wars was. Like, it was one of the scenes that I chose because it, when I was little, just kind of solidified my love for Luke Skywalker and showed the potential of what a Jedi Knight could be. Because prior to that, you kind of see him struggling. He doesn't really know things and he's still kind of fumbling here and there. And then he loses and Empire Strikes Back. And then he comes back and he's like in all black now and he's choking people and super, super confident. Um, So it kind of just made me be like, oh, this is Star Wars. Like this Luke Skywalker is the most badass hero I've ever seen and really made me with everything before it, but like this really kind of pushed me over the edge of like Luke Skywalker is the best hero of all time. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, everything about it is perfect because it's, it's a crazy creature that's like so evil that like, no matter how many plans they throw at him, he undoes them easily. And he's just like, he's got a funny voice and he's kind of disgusting and he's got all these characters that hang out with him and then I love the Rancor. The Rancor is one of the coolest creatures in Star Wars, and it's such like an exciting scene. Yeah. Um, and the Jabba sequence is—it's got everything. It's got like action. It's got mystery. It's got creatures. It's got humor. There's so much humor in the sequence too that I really love. Like one of the parts that I always laugh at is when C-3PO and R2D2 go into the the droid area and there's that one gonk droid that's mm-hmm. being tortured and he's kicking his feet mm-hmm. and he's like no 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 yeah. and even All though right. it's absolutely horrible for some reason since i was six i've always found that so funny and i still laugh about it to this day um and just like han's humor which i understand people have problems with han in this movie and how he's kind of pushed aside and made the comic relief but he shines in this role in this sequence because uh, he like can't see and he's like, you know, all coincidence and happenstance of how he gets out of it and him and Chewie's relationship. It's one of my favorite parts with Chewie and Han. Um, like the line about delusions of grandeur is just so funny. Like I'm God for a little bit and all these things are happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's literally perfect Star Wars. I, I don't want to hear, I know people always like make fun of this scene and they're always like, oh, everyone loves this scene. It's because it's so good. And that's, like James said, it yeah. could be its own little movie adventure, like on a Saturday afternoon that they play as like, hey, coming up, we have a new short film for Star Wars, new episode, like a um, Forces of Destiny short or something like that, where they just play you from the beginning of the end of where they are. But yeah, because it's, it's about it's like so 25 minutes or so, you know, it's a, like it's a good chunk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's like every aspect of it from the set itself just has this like 
it triggers this thing in me to make me want to like explore every inch of that place. And I want to know what it smells like in Jabba's palace. I want to know, like, I want to go venture. Before. It's so gross. It's, you know, you know, I feel like, like it's like, you know, when you, you know how the, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride smells. Or and Home it's Depot. Not, yes. Yeah. It's just like one of those things like, what does Jabba's palace smell like? Like, does he oh. have... Does he have fragrances, like, or is it just smell disgusting? Like, when people are walking in there, they're not like, oh, so who knows? Uh, it smells I, like basement. Yeah, I was thinking maybe basement. But then you have, you know, all these characters walking around, all these different creatures. You have this musical act. Then you have this beast down underneath and this, like, half-naked dude who's, like, watching over it. There's just so many different things to keep your eyes on. And, like, if you watch it again... And divert your eyes from your normal direction. You'll see something you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Every time you watch this scene, and I love that part of it. Like just the other day, I was watching it, and maybe it's because it's like it was an add-in. I was like, they put they they put a dug into the scene, like yeah. one of the Sabalba creatures. I'm like, I don't mm-hmm. know that I'd noticed that before, or like you know. Like you're saying about Han kind of being like Mr. Magoo, where like he happens to get out of it, but it's all by accident when he moves mm-hmm. and hits Boba Fett with the with Boba the Fett, where? staff. Yeah, and it's just such a, it, it's just such like a swashbuckling adventure, especially when they're out on the skiffs and Luke does the diving board thing, and it just every aspect of this just spits Star Wars at you, and I it just it's a perfect package of Star Wars, and I don't know that we've quite seen a scene like it since with that has everyone together and every aspect of it john williams music booming uh the whole the whole thing is just like it's perfection i absolutely love this scene it's so good it's i wonder if that was good. supposed to I be remember... like the castle run sort of yeah maybe like i remember the gang is there and they're all kind of in different spots and stuff yeah mm-hmm. i remember when i was little that good diving point. board thing with luke i attempted to do it at a family party but it just turned into me like slowly getting down on my knees and like slowly <laughs> you didn't do the turn around and jump down no are, are, are you are you my uh... dad caught it on video so it's like he's watching me on the diving board with the big video camera does he still have it yeah i have it patreon and i climb <laughs> down and <laughs> I turn around and then there's one part where I have my arm and I'm hanging from it and I'm like, Dad, Dad, help. So if you guys want to see this video, just comment, show us the video, Lacey. And, but anyway, uh, I remember the thought in my head of being like, this could be so epic. I'm going to do exactly what Luke did. And then. What what do you what do you guys think about the the plan, though? Like, James, did you do you have thoughts on it? Like Luke's yes. master plan? You do? You've thought about this? Yeah. Because when you yes. go into your little like thought process on these things, uh, you go deep and you make these little maps and you make these little things. So uh, very curious I mean, I to know, see what you do. I don't know this. that it's as complicated as, as it is, but I think the thing that really solidifies a, a sequence of thoughts for Luke is that when he first... The first thing he does is he sends in the droids to play the message. And in the message, he says... Uh, as a gift or as a token, I present these two droids, which immediately we know that Luke was never going to give away R2 and C-3PO. So that means that he very fully intended that Jabba was not going to accept this offer. And this was just part of the plan that they were to get in um, and to get everybody in the positions that they needed to get into. Um, because it was going to go south and they probably were going to be captured and they probably were going to have to fight their way out. So I feel like where it goes awry. I don't don't (laughs) think there was any chance that, that the plan was to actually like negotiate and get him out as the, as it was presented. And then it went south. Do do you think, think do you think Leia and Han getting caught? Like that's where everything just kind of falls apart. And the the question is, does Luke sense that, or does he get in there and like he's like, why is Leia? Oh my God, they caught Leia! Crap! Now what do I do? Or is it just kind of like, okay, well I kind of sense this because uh, I can connect with Leia through the Force now, and maybe I have an idea of what to do. And he kind of shifts his 
his plan things off the cuff as he's heading into Jabba's. Like that part's interesting to me too, because Luke still seems pretty chill when he gets there, you know. Um, and then he kind of gets screwed up though when he goes to grab the blaster and gets released down into the the rancor. Because if he had known anything about the makeup of Jabba's palace, he probably wouldn't have been standing there. So I feel like Luke maybe. I almost want to say, and this is not to blaspheme Luke. I almost feel like Luke got was a little went in a little too cocky, and he almost got himself question. killed in the process. Question: Is Luke's plan the same as Leia, Lando, Chewbacca, their plan? Like, do we know, do we know that Leia was in communication with Luke, or did Luke say, "I'm going to go get Han back" and? S- and separately, his friends were also like, "We're gonna get well, him back." And because in forces of destiny, she gets yeah, she gets the outfit without Luke. She gets it with Chewie. I'll well, it's, the only thing I, I think that they did is because I know it's a year gap, but Luke says to Lando and Chewie, "We'll meet at the rendezvous point on Tatooine." So they do meet up uh, before they do all this. So there had to have been some sort of like, okay, you're going to do this, then you're going to go, and uh, you know I'm going to come after, and hopefully by that point, maybe Leia has Han, and I'm going to go you know, wreck house while she gets him out of there or something. I think they pulled the Lacey Giller and it had like seven plans, and they're like, plan one, so, just which go is, in and get him. Plan which two. Which is maybe okay. better than Han Solo, who ha- never has a plan, and he just right. goes... Yeah, and then R two with the lightsaber was improvised. (laughs) Oh right, yeah, R two with the lightsaber because so Luke sends him in first with With his lightsaber. lightsaber. As I get, I guarantee it was Mm -hmm. a backup, and he goes in there and grabs the blaster because he probably looked around and didn't see R two D two. Or do you think it's similar to like Han's? Remember Han and Solo, kind of he gets rid of his gun and puts it with a coaxium, so he goes in unarmed. Luke would be going in unarmed, saying like, "Look, I'm unarmed. I'm coming into your place yep. with peace." Yep. And meanwhile, like R2 serving but as like he, the coaxium. Right. Would. But then he looked around, and R2 was on the sail barge. He wasn't in the room. R2 was being a a waiter. Yeah. Like I, I think <laughs> I think you're right, John. I think one thing that really throws it for like the plan is like, I can't imagine the plan was that she was going to sneak in, let him out, and then get caught. Like. So I think they probably were just like, go for it. And if you get out, you get out. But if not, we were prepared for this. I already have R2 in place, you know, but I don't want to make right. my appearance. And if known they don't, or if we they have to. Right. And if they did get out, Luke would still have to go back and get the droids anyway. And also, of course, from, yeah. from just the, from the storytelling and fun aspect of the adventure they could you know luke could have just went in dominated and gotten han out of there but it's not a good story that way so that you know you have to bend that aspect of it you mm. know uh because look at look at what he did in mandalorian he could have went in jabba's and done that he could have just absolutely <laughs> torn house, up that whole yeah. place yeah like he could have ran in full speed Slice Java into twelve pieces. <laughs> that would have been the end of it. As cargo, it, it is pretty funny because to me, I get it. He's he's a Jedi Master, but he does look like he's struggling and against the the uh, Rancor. Yeah, no, I no. I don't think he was prepared for that. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. Is like Who it's pretty be, funny though? because like he, goes he turned in back there. into the farm boy real quick when that happened. He he goes in there. He ends up falling for the trap, and he falls through. Okay, he doesn't have his lightsaber. Shoot, wasn't planning this. This would have been helpful if I'd had it. But okay, whatever. Let me see if I can get out of here. And he like kind of barely does it. He like throws the thing, and it like hits the thing, and yeah. But he manages to get out of there. And then like a few minutes later, he's like, "Free us or die!" Like you were, ju- you almost just died yourself. Yeah, like Don't Luke's so like this confident. Is, this is exactly where I wanted to be. Okay, guys, this is yeah, it. I know. I've had this whole thing planned out. It's like, did you though? You did that. Yeah. Did you kind of barely made it out of that last fight. Yeah. Like, do you think of Luke as Luke's walking that plank? He's like, "Do you think I can spring up if I flip around and 
grab this? No, I think he was confident at that point that he knew what he was doing. <laughs> like he's like, okay, that worked. Okay. Oh, thanks, R2. No. Like, all right. You know how like sometimes you underestimate like momentum or your own body weight when you try to like grab onto something and you're like, my fingers can't hold up my body weight. <laughs> Like that would be pretty funny. He like jumps off and he goes, oh, and just like he thought he could pull himself up, but he can't. Anyway, let's get back to celebrating this instead of just no funny yeah. what if scenarios. Um, yeah, I think the the most startling point has to be when they're all getting caught because then you have Chewy um, was they kind of were putting him as a folly. Because they were like, I'm, I've come for the bounty on this Wookiee. So, and Jabba agrees to the price. So they were going in there knowing Chewie was going to get tossed into prison. Right. I think that was that that was that plan. But then when when Leia gets caught and, and strung up is when things really go awry. And then from there, because like you said, both of you, the plan was for the droids to get um, as being the gift, and that's also kind of like part of the ruse. So Leia is really, I think, the cog where she was saying like, I got to get you out of here. I think she was thinking like I'm gonna get Han out of here, and then Luke is like the failsafe to mm-hmm. like if if things go wrong he's gonna come in. So maybe if Leia's plan works, she should have kept that whole Boosh thing on. That was the problem. Her taking it off and them kissing and stuff, wasting time. Can't make out with them. Yeah, you can't make out. I know you want to. You can't do it. I think that screwed the whole thing <laughs> yeah. up. If, yeah, if she stayed in the bounty hunter thing, maybe she doesn't waste as they much time. They were hiding right there, though, behind a curtain, and they were like, bah, bah, bah. very quiet. Yeah, they definitely were prepared. Yeah, and they were all back there. Even they even had Salacious Crumb shut up. That was impressive. <laughs> He's like the one at the sleepover that everyone's like, "Shut up, we're trying to go to sleep." <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> I know that's you. I know that is you. The one well, that kinda... like, can't stop giggling. I kind of was that. It was kind of like celebration. I didn't shut up really that much. Oh my god, you did not. <laughs> well, James too, though. Me and James got a little, yeah, a little giddy. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so what? Which part do you guys like better, though? Do you like inside Jabba's palace, or do you like the uh, skiff scenes over the Sarlacc? Inside for me. Yeah. I think this sail bar guess, part, think, with the music, John Williams' score is just, yeah. yeah, just makes it like this like exciting adventure story where the hero wins, which is what I like. Yeah, and I also like the you know humor what I think between I like Lando about the and inside? Han. Go what? Ahead, James. What was that? Oh, I was just saying, I love the humor oh, between like, Lando and Han. Yeah. I think the reason I like the inside is the lighting. Oh, all right. Interesting. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> what? You both talk know. over each We're other like for two minutes straight, and then no. just silence. That no, that's internet. That was internet. That wasn't us. I don't think talking over each other. But. Yeah. Um, oh my god, sail barge, what up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's just. I think the reason I like the inside is because they they perfectly lit everything because it feels. Um, I don't know, like dark and dank and, you know, like there's these like crevices of light that somehow like come down. And I think from a film perspective, it just looks really good. There's like not that it looks bad in the other thing, but anybody, I mean, it's just direct sunlight. It's light everywhere. Everything's lit, you know? Um, so I think there's something oh. really cool and mysterious about a lot of these characters in inside. Oh, also like, for first timers, like if kids are going to first watch Return of the Jedi or whatever, like after having watched the first two movies, the just the like your your main hero character reveals are very theatric, very like WWE, like who's coming down the stairs next? Oh, this time. Oh, it's the droids first. Who's next? That's Chewie. And then, yeah. oh, they're, you know, that's Even Luke the Skywalker. Even the walk past Lando where he just kind of <clears throat> nods at the camera type thing. Yeah. So even that's Han, the, that's, they actually that's say the, like Captain Solo and it like hands yes. over to him with a perfect yeah. light on him. Yeah. I'll say this. The dumbest part, eh, besides the phantom force kick, is Lando lowering <laughs> his face mask just to show the audience who that's may not realize. Said. No, I know. I know you just said that, but... <laughs> The the deliberate 
use of it just so the audience makes sure that they know that that's Lando. There's no other reason for him to do that. Tool, like, he bring can the merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's just like, okay, audience, it's Billy D. I like that. I, I like hate corny. that. I love corny. I will take it all day. I love corny. I love campy. I love I things love, that make me smile and feel good. And that makes love, me smile because I'm like, there he is. I like corny and campy, but I don't like it when there it's like, oh, the audience is dumb, so we need to make sure they know that that's him. I don't think that's a dumb thing. I think that's just like a giving him his moment thing. Mm-hmm. I'm nitpicking, of course. But. Of course you are. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you shut up. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Shut it, up. It always it always read to me like sunglasses. <laughs> like when you like lower yeah, your like, sunglasses. Duh, duh, like can you yeah. could you not see in here? Do I have a pair? Like <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love everything about that first scene and, and I think with Return of the Jedi too, a lot of it is those moments, those wrap up like, hey, here's your favorite characters moments. And I think that's why I enjoy it so much. You leave it feeling great. That whole sequence when they explode, you know, or the the sail barge explodes and they get away on the skiffs, like it, you feel great. You're like, oh man, I am in this now. Like our heroes are together. What's going to happen next? And yeah. that's exciting to yeah. me. Although my favorite part is still uh, R2-D2 bar. Is, is my favorite where he, he see through people's like what are you doing he's like beep boop boop but he's like i could see your surfing drinks yeah <laughs> you know you almost gotta envy r2d2 and i know he's not human so he you know it's not fair but his um just chillness is just so i love it he's yeah. so confident in luke's plan and yeah that's why him and c3p are such a good pairing because they're obviously two polar opposites and <laughs> i do think i do feel like the sequel trilogy lack missed that heavily yeah um, yeah absolutely. big big misfire there but um yeah There's again so you're right talking that about whole... like jedi rocks for instance i don't like it though <laughs> I, I don't, don't like, like it. that uh, that's why i didn't want to talk about it yeah and i think i think the big mistake was doing <laughs> was adding that yeah the cg too like much when he opens his mouth and you see his little uvula rattling it looks like a looney tunes cartoon it looks, that's it looks name. terrible it looks absolutely horrible <laughs> I don't know why they did Chow, it. Yeah, was <laughs> you like that, James? Um, no, no. I'd rather it not be there, but I, but I'm <laughs> the okay build with up. it. <laughs> what? What do you mean the build up? You were just like, um, no. <laughs> After you had just said, what about this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, do you want to go to Applebee's? Uh, not sure. really. Do you want to? No. No. <laughs> well, I I mean, I bring it up because I also I like to talk I like to think about all the scenes when we're taking a look back, the good and the bad. So I'm like, w- this is like probably the big controversial scene in this and we haven't mentioned it. So I said there's whole there's so much stuff we're not talking about. We haven't discussed yet. No, I, me, I like this big, huge chunk, the CG thing. I Family Guy always made fun of it because it was like cartoon, and they like brought out the live action sock, you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, and I was like, that's so weird because what a what an actually good illustration. Like when you're in the mode of a 2D show, like there's this real life <laughs> sock, and it's like it doesn't feel so off. That's how that's how it feels. Yeah. And the then cool, when they um, added the Applebee's, it was just too much. It took me right yeah. out. <laughs> the, the, the coolest part of that whole thing, though, for me, is uh, a Boba Fett is cool during that sequence where the band's playing because he's kind of like being smooth with the ladies. He totally like, is, I was yeah. going to say, I like, I like certain aspects of it, too. Like, I don't like Sice Noodles and the dude that Lacey knows his name, but I do like the different cut and... The music's not bad itself, um, and I like the the backup dancers and stuff. Like especially since some of those characters shows up in the prequels, so it's yeah. like okay, there's some cool, cool connectivity there. And you're right, like what they did with Boba, where he's kind of he's talking to some of those additional characters and stuff. It's like this is neat, you know. Yeah, and they brought back the same actress who played Ula for additional shots um, of her reacting to the mm-hmm. Rancor. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So that those, cool. yeah, because they, 
I want to say it was, man, 14 years later, and she was still in great shape because she was a professional dancer. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I'll come back. And she brought, came back. So that the continuity there, I love. Um, so there's some good and some some bad for sure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, anytime with the special editions, you know, you have to appreciate how they cleaned up everything. Not, you know, when we talk about special editions, everyone always rags on, you know, what we talk about with Hal, like the Jabba and the Han stepping on the tail thing, or, you know, yeah. the, the over-animated type of characters or that... Uh, uh, Ronto, which takes up literally the whole frame in A New Hope for zero reason, uh, that sort of stuff. But then you get down to the cleanups and that sort of thing that makes it much crisper. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There, there, I mean, I know there's other elements that were that were not maybe firing on, but I mean, the the creatures alone, I think, are interesting. You know, there's all sorts of species there that you can t- kind of take a look at and be like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. That I think that puppet is the same puppet they used in the cantina for A New Hope, and they probably repurposed that mm-hmm. and said, oh, let's mm-hmm. bring that back here. And and there's so many things like, like there's a there's a Jawa fanning Jabba with a with a leaf. Mm-hmm. To keep him cool. <laughs> Nobody talks There's about that. There's a snake hanging from the <laughs> ceiling that has its tongue extended. And yeah. it just leave it's just out. I think yeah. the thing that always sticks out to me is the, the tongue BT from the snake. 16 spider droids <laughs> at the beginning. Oh yeah. That yeah. come in behind <laughs> C3PO and R2D2. I remember when I was little, I hate bugs. I hate spiders. So when I saw that, I was like, ew, what is that? Because you don't really see them. They're like a little out of focus. Well, uh, it's just he- hearing C-3PO just absolutely freak out is, uh, is, er- uh, is, is everybody. <laughs> yeah. It, that's Marvin Home Alone right there. Just the absolute freak out. Yeah. And imagine being as slow as C-3PO and knowing that you'll probably get uh, run down. Those droids are so creepy. I, I would say that's the creepiest droid in Star Wars. Those yeah. things really bother me. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, the creepiest up there. droid. They've got those like tubs with the brain in it, like the yeah, ugh, gross. Yeah, not as much as Jabba's tongue though. That's even more gross. Mm. Where he like goes to like lick Leia's face. I mean, that's that's how that's how he shows affection. What do you want from the guy? <laughs> You guys um, think about Luke Skywalker's extended lightsaber. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. What they made the blade too long? Yeah, they made the blade too long in like yeah. certain scenes, and they're like trying to dial it back. But there was actually like a story for a long time where like one of the buttons is like it can change the length of the saber. They were trying to like explain it away. In yeah. Legends. Well, what's funny is like the power of the Force figures. There were. Um, errors made on one of the first series where uh it might have been the blue lightsabers of luke so they made them too long in the action mm. figures too and people were one. like they oh they did that on purpose for for blah 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 um but what, one thing we didn't talk about is bib fortuna and kind of like his him oh, being yeah. you know the guy at the entrance point there and, and being you know tricked by uh luke and luke showing some aggression choking out the gamerian guards and you know, I'm sure, you know, as you know, when we were kids, we were too young to have seen it the first time. But I know just like reading back on like people's um, flashbacks or reviews on that thing, there was a lot of speculation on whether Luke was going to turn evil. And you see him show up and in the trailers, he's wearing all black, of course. And then he shows up kind of looking very like evil and Vadery with the hood it up. It never crossed my mind when I was For little. Sure. I was just like, oh my God, he's so cool now because he's in black. <laughs> yeah. But that first generation though was probably like a little worried about it because like here's Luke Skywalker and he's choking these people out. And they're like, that's not. That's I just remember he has his Skywalker. hands like this. He's like, you will take me to Java now. Yeah. He just goes like that. And that's Darth Vader choking people right there, you know? And you the last time you see Luke, it's his father telling him this is your destiny. And now you see Luke wearing all black choking things out. And you're like, what is going on no, to this guy? True. So uh, that Maybe element of it. Bad. I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> I think for Kill me, it was. Everyone. I think, yeah, I think for me, it was one of those things, unfortunately, where you kind of know how things <laughs> sort of play out because sure. it, yeah. Star Wars had been so known at that point. 
Um, whereas though maybe a kid like uh, we'll have to have him back on like Mark Newbold like when he probably saw Jedi in the theater I'm sure there was some sort of trepidation and worry about what's going to happen with mm. like Luke and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so I'm, we not, I know we have audience members who are a little bit older than us that probably have those experiences seeing it in the theater and maybe in the comments let us know if, if you did have, remember having those concerns as a kid seeing uh, Luke potentially acting kind of Vadery uh, at the beginning there mm. but then he like, like you were saying uh, James he falls through that thing and all of a sudden it's like i don't remember how to do anything <laughs> and he starts using chicken yeah. bones to try to kill this thing i just love that because yeah, a, million, a million ways he could have killed that rancor and he's still like stuck in his arms you know it's like he, what are yeah you doing? he goes back to being the kid on tatooine like not sure what he should be doing right now and he's throwing a rock and he's smashing the finger and he's got the chicken bone and he's like and he loses his cloak that always made me so sad yeah yeah true and then his like yeah he gets unbuttoned and that stays that way for the rest of the movie um and uh and then he gets shot in the hand and i remember that being a big deal because they showed the him getting Uh shot in his mechanical hand and he still says ow so that shows you that he still has the the pain sensors in it um, but yeah, the, the whole, the whole thing. And, you know, we can talk about, you know, every young boy obviously loved Leia in that scene and that, that's a whole nother animal for us. But, um, just the, the whole scene in general is just absolutely fantastic. And it's just one of those things that, um, you transport yourself. At least I feel like you transport yourself back to when you were a kid watching that. And it has, it, it feels very like eighties, uh, but in a good way. I don't know how to, how to put that otherwise. I thought she looked beautiful when I was little. I was like, she looks so beautiful with her long braid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she did. I mean, and then when she, she, hit, she kills uh, Java, I was just so pumped. It's like one of the best scenes. Did you? Do you ever see the the Cut the outtakes slayer. of her like in the in the water in her bikini, just like splashing around, having fun? Like Carrie Fisher had a blast doing all that stuff. And, yeah, you know, wanna. yeah times um so i know we're coming up on time we could probably do a lot more here any other small things you want to bring up that we didn't point out yet obviously salacious crumb is still one of the funniest characters to me absolutely hilarious and if they do make solo 2 happen you know you're going to see him back so hopefully that happens but um yeah. any other final thoughts or final things that you want to bring up that maybe we didn't touch on or anything like that boba fett's chump death <laughs> not death Sorry. Didn't At the die. time he was dead. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. But yeah, no. He that is the reason I was never a, a Boba Fett fan. I am now. I wasn't then. <laughs> yeah. The way it burps too. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> like yeah. really. And it's it's a very bad wire effect because you can it's clearly man dangling, not flying with a jetpack. It's his yeah. legs flapping and he's doing this. Like it was Actually, pretty rough. It, it's funny, all of Boba Fett's like taking off techniques, like obviously look like that. And that is, in a way, something that I don't like and do like about The Mandalorian is they very they tried to do that, very yeah. clearly replicated that. And often when you see him landing and stuff, he still kind of looks like he's like kind of trying to gain his balance on the wire, yeah. but then like manages to put his feet down. Sometimes he's got the hero landing, but he, in that first episode with him and Cobb Vanth, they both look like they're kind of dangling and yeah, kind of being thrown it, yeah. around a little bit. True. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. that's I like the fact that they like to preserve that uh, hokiness of it. Um, James, any uh, any final things you want to throw in there before we move on? Um, no, I mean, I you know, we, we obviously talked a lot about the creatures. One of the things I, I noticed just watching this was just that how many different, you know, kinds of pizza people – are in the background just every time you're looking at a different frame you're like oh my gosh just like all these creatures i never really paid attention to and some of them have like the straightest flattest plastic face they're just like there yeah yeah um they're not even really doing anything but it's just kind of fun um and it was funny that you brought up big fur tuna because i saw i saw like a an image the other day it was like kind of a meme template but it was like uh, when you just wanna wanna wanga, and then it's him, and it says me wanna wanga. <laughs> <laughs> nice. When all when all you wanna do is wanna wanga, and then it's just me wanna wanga. <laughs> and then uh, he uh, met his demise via one Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got super chunky. 
Yeah, he he. Well, fat, he became out of the land. Yeah, became the new Jabba. He didn't have to work anymore. He was the guy. <laughs> yeah, I really. They didn't. They didn't show us anything, man. He's like sitting in his empty palace, like. <laughs> yeah, they're I'm like, like, what's going on? Like, here? look, guys, we can only rebuild ten percent of this. Let's just stay <laughs> yeah. Here. Um, no, let's that... just say he gave everybody the day off. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah, let us know what you think. Anything fun memory-wise in terms of seeing it the first time? If you are one of the older original generation, we're seeing that moving the theaters. Did you have those concerns about Luke? Uh, were you worried about him being a little too dark sidey? Um, favorite moments, favorite creatures, favorite scenes, quotes, stuff like that. Hopefully, we covered most of the things you want us to cover. And then, of course, if you want Lacey to show the video of her on the diving board, uh, put that in the comments. Show us the video. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, but now, uh, and if you also, if you like these types of lookbacks that we are sort of getting into and you want us to do more of these, um, hit us with suggestions or also just let us know if you like the element of us doing it. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, but now we are going to hear from you in uh, a little segment we like to call, uh, what, Lacey? Resistance Transmissions. There it is. All right, guys, time for resistance transmission. So this, the way this works, this segment, is every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers on Twitter uh, at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. So I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know what you wrote, and we see what happens, <laughs> basically. So I'm kind of Luke Skywalker going into Jabba's palace, you know? I'm trying to investigate <laughs> what's going on, but I'm not really sure I might go one way or the other. Yes. Uh, all right. So the scenario is an unidentified space eBay user has listed items for sale from Anakin and Padme's apartment after the fall of the Republic. What is their what is their username that may give a hint as to who they are? First up, we have Jetta Rosewater at Jetta Rosewater. Hey, Jetta. And she said, Sheevy Babes Wan 66. I wonder who that is. Next is Talking Bay 94 at Talking Bay 94. What's going on? Uh, and they said Dorme Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Dorme. That's a good one. D yeah, Dorme Bay. Yeah. yeah. That's good. funny. Uh, next is Rebel Scum Texan at Rebel Scum Texan. What's going on? They said Bales Resale. <laughs> Next is Matt Skywalker at Jedi underscore adopted, who said Toydarian underscore traitor. <laughs> That's one way to uh, like that. Yeah, make yeah. your money back, Wado. Next is Andrew Staley at Deuce underscore Staley. Hey, Andrew. He said, I am underscore the, or I am underscore Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Next is Haas Aslam at Haas Aslam, or Haas underscore Aslam. What's up, son? Uh, and he said, what is thy bidding? I mean, that's that's so clever. I like that so much. <laughs> I like much. that. Yeah. Yeah. Next is Mike Rumor at Drum Jedi. Hey, Mike. And Mike said, Big Bibble 69. <laughs> what? I just, just picture C.O. Bibble's old man face and coming up with that as his handle. Like, that is so funny invasion <laughs> and, yeah. and he's like i'm gonna put 69 because i'll get it but no one else will and it's like no we all get it yeah <laughs> and last but not least is rachel at ren rach therap the rap uh rach what's up rachel and she said misa broke <laughs> me too <laughs> misa broke uh right. guys Thank you so much for your answers. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And then, hey, if you want to go even further than that, follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Back to yep. you, John. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching, being part of TRB. Make sure you do subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. I personally am a big Spotify fan myself. A lot of people have been joining us there, so we appreciate that. Share us with a friend. If you know someone who likes Star Wars, it's cooler and more enjoyable to get in with a podcast talk about a podcast with a friend who also likes star wars click copy link text it to your friend 
Mm-hmm. Away you go. Uh, YouTube also, <coughs> subscribe to the channel. We are marching our way towards 7,000 subscribers and uh, hopefully towards that big 10K mark at some point. Um, but uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com is where you got to go for all your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing for StarWarsNewsNet.com and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available mostly most places uh lacy what uh what about you people can find me on twitter and instagram at lacy gillering recently i joined my friend stefan and his buddy lee and we talked about uh <laughs> caravan of courage <laughs> an mm. ewok adventure uh so definitely check that out on their channel cannibal video it was it was a fun time i hadn't seen that video or that movie in a long time so it was quite eye-opening i don't think i've ever um, watched it see that that's Star Wars that it's prime right there. Definitely. Just like quality Oscar winning Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. Also today, uh, sometime today, later this afternoon, I will be on my first match for the Schmodown. My first Star Wars match. Ooh. All right. So definitely uh, come check it out. Cheer me on. And yeah, that's it. Good luck. Go get them. Thank em. you. Yep. Uh, James. Uh, people can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Meyer Trunks. Nice. And you guys, you and Kyle have been uh, crushing those book videos, by the way. Those are helpful. Yeah. Com- uh, coming up soon is going to be the second Thrawn book. So, oh, right. You know, yeah. Or third, third it... Thrawn book? Is it second? Second Thrawn book. Yeah. You can't keep track anymore. Uh, also the fifth Thrawn book, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. Oh, now, I they got did you. a trilogy yeah. and then they restarted it. So this is yeah. the second of the right. new setup. So, um, but yeah, so hopefully that'll be coming in soon, and I can get started on that to start my next Star Wars adventure. Nice, right on. All right, so everyone, we we are glad to be back. We took a week off last week, but we are pumped to be back. Make sure you head to uh the uh, link for uh, signups for the cantina next thursday mm-hmm. so it's around noon unless you know you're listening to this later get over there quick sign up now Whoa. do it uh but we're gonna Late. have a party for you next thursday but uh until then enjoy your weekends and we'll be back with you on monday morning with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids